You understand that? You can't decide how you want to walk with him. Do you understand? If you, if you roll on the floor to give him praise, you need to find out if he likes you to roll on the floor. Do you understand? You understand? I told God that if I pass my exam, I'll roll on the floor 20 times. You need to find out if he wants you to, to roll on the floor. If that really means much to him. Do you understand that? And so you cannot create your own you can't create um, your own way and, and, and shove it down his throat. We have to find out his ways. Now when we look at this, it says that is anyone among you suffering? What should he do? Let him pray. Now that statement is a very, very, very interesting statement. And it's a very simple statement on paper. But I'm going to bring somebody outside here. I won't do drama. I will just bring somebody outside. And by bringing the person outside, you will find out. Come, my brother. Put old KJV. Let's read from old KJ. If anybody is afflicted. Now, if this brother is afflicted, what do you do when you are afflicted? You cry. You respond to the affliction. Then he did not create room for your emotions in this particular text. He did not accommodate your emotions. He said, if you are afflicted, let him pray. It means that if you are afflicted and do otherwise, you are not, he is not hearing you. Because if we pray according to his will, he hears us. So every other, every other that looks special in your own eyes and the eyes of your fellow weak men, your father in heaven does not hear and you see that we need retraining. Yes, if anybody is afflicted and he says, Uluwa, enwo miro. Oh Lord, I'm going to backslide. I'm going to go into the world. He has created a window for, and you need to train your spirit. Yes, the idea of this is to train your spirit. Listen, God is training you. Your, 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 you being yourself does not give glory to God. So if he has no intention to see more of your, your more of yourself. So he's, he's serious and focused as a God's training you. That's why if, if this person is really a human being. How do you look at those who are afflicted? And you say, if you are afflicted. So God does not want to hear pain. So you have to perfect the act of praying when you are afflicted. You are afflicted, Lord, pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm going through this. I ask that you take it away in Jesus' name. That is the response to what? To affliction. Every other response. Every calling, calling people and say, see what I'm going through. See what I'm... If you're afflicted, what do you do? Pray. 
pray. I don't feel like praying. Just pray. We must train our spirit. And we must, hear me, you must have faith in, your, in the ability God has put in you. God knows that when you are afflicted, you have power to pray. Even though you don't feel it. He knows. And so he's not talking from your weakness. He's talking from the ability he put inside you. If you can't do it, he won't command you to do it. If afflicted, do what? Pray. Now, whether you feel like, whether you think the prayer reaches the sky, you know that thing we used to say, that's your business. Just pray. And let's say, do you have a testimony? You marry. Since Sam. So, stop hiding your breakthrough. And say, you don't want to be kana. You understand? You don't want to be kana. God blesses you. After God blesses you, you just keep quiet. And then you don't testify. Because you say, those are not, they are not important. But when you didn't have that thing, you were crying. Now you now got it, you become spiritual. I told you, you can never be more spiritual than God. And if God says your father knows that you need these things, and those things are not spiritual things. He's talking about food, clothes, and house. That's Matthew chapter 6. He says, don't seek the things in chapter 6. But even though you are not to seek it, don't lie that you don't need it. Are you together with me? So, when God bless you, you thank God. Don't form. You see, don't form. It's your daddy. Go and sit down. Don't, don't form. You can't impress God. After Jesus sacrificed his blood, everybody has been disqualified from impressing God. Because the sacrifice of Jesus is a proof of our eternal failure. That none of us could be accepted. He had to send somebody. He can't shed blood and you are still impressing him. If you were that great, we wouldn't need Jesus' blood. The blood of Jesus is the proof that you are not great. Do you understand that? So don't try to impress him like you are great. You are not, you are not great. You needed the blood. Are we together, friends? Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is, is, are you happy? Sing, sing Psalms. Is any among you, uh, is any sick among you? Let him call for what? For the others. Because all the, all the six things I will say is from this scripture. Because there are a lot of principles in this scripture. Let him call what? The elders of the church. That is to say there's an assumption that he has a church. One. The second assumption is that he has eldership over his life. The third assumption is that the elders know him. So it means that some sicknesses cannot go without a church, without elders, and without elders that know you. So if you keep going to church and coming back and your eldership does not know you, pray that the sickness that only elders can take away does not fall upon you. Is any sick among you? Are you together with me? That's why COVID-19 will not destroy the church. There is, an, there is a vaccine called elders. In Ghana, they say we're elders. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Ghana preachers. Elders. There is a vaccine called what? 
elders. We don't need that one. You don't need that one. There's a, this front seat is a vaccine. Elders. So, you must have a church. You must know the elders. And the elders must know you. Are you together with me? Because the elders must know you and you have to be very responsible for you to have the weight to call for the elders. Because the elders don't visit anyhow. It's a big deal. It's, it's not a serious thing for elders to call you. Elders are greater than you. Are you together with me? No, did you, are you arguing about that? All right. The way the structure is, elders agree. It's easy for me to call you and say, come. But you know you cannot call me and say, except you are sick. <laughs> except you are sick. That's the only premise. <laughs> you can't even call me to come and collect offering. You will be the one to bring it. I think you get the point now. But of course, if you are sick, whether have physical sickness or you can. But you see, <laughs> it, takes, it takes a lot of weight for you to be able to call the elders. So the way you have been behaving before you are sick <laughs> is very important. Are you getting my point? I know you want to pray for 12 hours, but can we understand this once? Yes, so that you can add it. You can add it to the because I'm preaching this because I have a lot of success in prayers. You understand the point? And um, I would like to teach you one or two things about prayers. Because the New Testament is hinged on structure. The, the, the New Testament doesn't flow on the anointing. The anointing is an aspect of the New Testament, but the anointing is used basically to function in the, in the offices. You understand the point now? The anointing is for basically for ministry. Are you with me? But for life, you need the structure of the New Testament. And that's why the New Testament is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, which talks about structure and content. That's the premise of the New Testament life. That's why you can be anointed and dysfunctional. Yeah. You can be anointed and dysfunctional. You get the point now? That's why the anointing that doesn't work during the week is not the New Testament. The anointing that needs a crusade and needs a, and needs a service, a program, is not the New Testament. It's the Old Covenant. The new covenant is, is inched on what? On structure. Are we together now? And that's why the plan of God, the ultimate plan of God, is not a revival. Most of the times, revivals come to install a structure, a system. And that's why revivals don't last forever. Am I getting, are you getting my point now? Revivals can't last for. If revivals last forever, we will live healthy lives. Because if there is a revival, we won't leave church. Because the glory can be in this house. I'm telling you, all those revivals, glory can be in the house for 
for three months. People will be there. You can't live life that way. You have to eventually start going home, brushing your teeth. You understand that. But you see, those revivals will have a specific truth that God wants to release to the body. After a while, the truth becomes a doctrine. And then the doctrine becomes a function. Are we together now, what I'm talking about? And that's why you, you shouldn't be addicted to conference and addicted to programs. No, don't. It's not good for your soul. You might eventually become dysfunctional. You shouldn't be addicted to hearing another new thing. You should, you should be concerned about how will my life, how can my life work that, hear me, how can I, hear this what I want to say, how can my life work in a way where as I'm living on earth, if the earth ends, can I continue living and what I'm living is still accurate in heaven? You get my point now? Like, can I, can I lead a kind of life that as I'm walking on earth and the earth ends and I don't even know, can I continue or they have to now refurbish me again? Before I can now live in heaven, because my my lifestyle is not thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as what as it is in heaven. Are you getting my point now, friends? So we began to see different kinds of structure. He says, "If anyone sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray for him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord." And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Praise God. This is what will happen. And guess what? You know what I like about the scripture? The scripture does not talk about whether it does not happen. It doesn't give room of it. It's so definite. And it's that definite position we must pursue. Are you getting my point? The the scripture does not give a theology to explain why it didn't work. And that's why when it doesn't work in your case, don't look for an explanation. Stay at it. Uh, You didn't get that part. Stop trying to explain why it didn't work. There's no explanation for it. Why didn't that guy get healed? Don't look for a near faith. Don't don't stress yourself. It, it, It works. You stay there till you are accurately calibrated. You get my point now. So I want to quickly go into six things that you need to have. Increasing them for you to have a robust time and a a robust partnership. Maya, you see my point is, get up Maya, let me tell you something. My point is, I believe that you can have a robust partnership with the Lord regardless of where you are in life, it can be so robust that you know where you are, you know where you are going to, and Satan and his voice is not involved in your life. It can be that robust so that you won't be troubled, you won't be sorrowful, regardless of where you are. It should be that robust. Where God, the, the energy of God is consistently infused into your space. And with that energy, you do everything that you do. You get the point now. You are strong, you're powerful, you're robust, and then you know where you are, and you know what will happen tomorrow because the Lord has told you. So you get perspective and direction from the very presence of God. And so you become a boss, even on earth, whether small, whether big, whoever you are, you are just in charge because the Lord is in charge through you. You get the point? It's possible. 
And you have to go for that. All right. So sometimes prayers are off because we're not praying his will. We're not praying his will. Now, his will in two in twofold. You might not be praying the will of God as per an event, in the sense that let's assume um, you're asking God to do what he doesn't want to do. You get the point. You're asking God to maybe kill somebody, for example. If you're asking God to kill somebody, God will most likely not kill the person. Are you with me? Sometimes we pray prayers that it's not God's will. Or you're asking God for a visa and um, in the book that is written concerning you, you are going to end your life in Odria like that. Do you understand that? Like, like that's your destiny. Like that's your destiny. Or Yaba. You remember the relax, um, the Brother Mike? No, is it, no, is it Brother Mike's movie? No. No, no. Uh, Dark Agent, Ennis, Ennis movie. Where the guy was praying in tongues and the only thing he was saying was, Yaba, 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 Yaba. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie so much. Can we jump my hands together for Ennis? You know, if you're, if you're asking God for a visa to a country that God is not intending to give to you, what happens to you? You get frustrated. Because it's not the will of God. Are you together with me? You're praying to marry somebody that God would never allow you to marry. So, if we pray according to his will, he hears us. So there is the will of God as per events. But to balance this thought, there is also the will of God as per the will of God in revelation and doctrine. In the, in the sense that the, doc, the revelations of God lets us know that when you are sick, what does God want to do? Heal you. That's the will. If you are poor, what does God want to do? Huh? He wants to give you money. Please, be very comfortable talking about money, please. Be like Jesus. He wants to give you money. If you hit your leg on the stool at night, is it punishing for what you did in the morning? No. Now, as simple as that statement is, if you miss it, if you don't understand it, when you are in a crisis, you might think it's a judgment for something you did some years ago. I'm telling you, a lot of people are in that, that place. So you can't pray accurately if you don't know the will of God. The Bible says, which your works are conspectly. And one of the phrases he used in that place is that knowing the will of God. Are you together with me? So you must, you must desire to know God's will. This... Sometimes why our prayers are not robust, effectual, and effective is that there's not enough focus. There's not enough focus. This one is a, is a very huge point. There's not enough what? There's not enough focus. You see, 
a lot of us pray. And when I mean pray, I don't mean pray about a matter. I'm talking about your, your relationship with God. A lot of us, still as you get up, a lot of us have too many alternatives. You get the point? What do we have? We have too many alternatives. A lot of us have. That's why some of you don't tithe. You know why? Because you know that you will make it with, with us two. You don't have, if you knew that God was your only supplier, you wouldn't joke with your tithe now. If you knew that only God, for me, my tithe is not out of love for God. It's not was trying to get it there. It's not love for God. It's a business idea. It's a financial decision. It's a major financial decision. I've. I've you see, one of the people I'm paying my tithe to called me and say, which will Allah be this? I said, well, every meal. I said, which will Allah be this? Because sometimes I send tithe three times a day, four times a day. <laughs> I don't touch, I don't touch it until, you see, I don't give God after I've, I pay my tithe first. I don't have option. I don't have alternative. You understand the point? We don't have any. You don't have any business. <laughs> you understand the point? If God doesn't supply for us, we're done. We're done. So I don't joke with my tithe. I don't joke with my tithe. I don't joke with my prophet offering. Those two things. Those are the most important things in my financially in my. That's the most. That's the, tell me. There's one Bitcoin somewhere before Bitcoin. This is my own greatest idea. <laughs> that's my Bitcoin. It's my crypto. <laughs> I don't have an alternative. So, so you can't, if you have an alternative, your, your flow with God is weak. Because alternative short your focus. Alternative short your focus. I don't have an alternative. I don't, I don't know anybody that can help me. Yeah. You don't understand? I don't know anybody that can help me. Nobody in this life can help me. Who wants to help me? Nobody. Do you know the plans? Do you know what I want to do? Nobody will help me. And that's why I'm not looking for anybody's help. I'm locked in. You don't get what? I'm locked in so that because I know if you don't engage God 100%, God doesn't see you as engaging him. It's you that will be carrying the rumor that you are engaging him. But he does not see you. You see, it's not about, you know, the Bible talks about those that know God. But there's another level it's about those who God knows. You understand? Depart from me, workers of iniquity. I, you see, you might know me, but I have, <laughs> it did not reach, what you did did not reach my heart. You get the point now? A lot of us are not focused. You have a lot of alternatives. You think you are prayerful. Even after you have prayed 12 hours, you have plans. It means it no work. God, no worry. I'll I go, I go argument you. I'll go argument you. <laughs> I will do it in a way where you will not be embarrassed. I'll help you out. The three Hebrew boys said that. Old Nebuchadnezzar will not able to answer you on this matter. If we perish, we perish. 
That's focus. That's prayer. You might, that's the prayer. What happened there is prayer. It was their soul locked up to God that made them jeopardize, jeopardize, jeopardize. When you focus, do you understand? I want you to die in a way where when you die, if God doesn't show up, if you get to heaven, if God doesn't show up, he will be shy to welcome you. you know That's how I want to go. I want to go to heaven proud. I said, God, you, you, see, you see me. You see me. I focus. And that's how I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to heaven ashamed. You get the point, Loretta? I don't want to go to heaven ashamed. I don't want to go to heaven ashamed. The longest in my life I've been away from God's will is nine months. I will never try it again in my life. I always tell you the story on just one matter. I always make sure I'm standing in God's will. Always, as far as I know. Whatever He tells me to do, we risk it. And eventually we find that it's not even a risk. The greatest risk is outside His, is, is outside his will. You are, are taking a great risk. You're focused. A lot of us are not focused on the Lord. If God does not help us, you, we will still be alright. A lot of you, if God does not help you, you know you will still be fine. If God does not show up, you know <laughs> you know you know you will still be fine because there are other ways. So, you have to be locked in 100% focused. 100% focused. That's why, can I preach to you? This one is a bit, it's the same point, but it's funny. Do you know, you can't be prayerful. You can't be praying long hours to God if you are not thinking of God when you are not praying. It's lack of God. Anytime you think about God, when you lock your door, immediately you are out. The thoughts of God are not consistent in your tabernacle. That's why after prayer, you become yourself. How do I know? I will know through your consistent joking confessions and the very basis upon which you make your decisions. Who decides? Is it the, whenever you are doing natural decisions, is it the outflow of the spirit? Or your flesh just behaves normally? Till the next prayer time. So even in your personal life, you are living a conference life. You have program. Morning and night. When you are praying, it's a program. But the rest is a failure. Listen, if you are prayerful, you won't be talking too much. You, you can't be prayerful, you can't be focused on God, and you are careless in speech. It does not happen. If you are prayerful, I will see it in your speech. You will be very aware of God. Your speech will be controlled. You can't be prayerful and have anger issues. I always express your anger. You are not prayerful. You have an assumption that you are prayerful. He does not think you are prayerful. Because he can do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. So it means that in our thinking process, he's still meant to be involved. So, what are the contents of your thoughts when you are not locked in the room? That actually is your altar. 
Not six o'clock. The real altar is how hallowed is God in your heart when you are in the street of Ojota. That's the real altar, not six o'clock. Focus, 100%. A lot of us don't have enough focus. And let me tell you what God doesn't like about this. Because God is a big, is a big deal. Without focus, you have said it's not a big deal. You have to treat him with honor and say you are the big deal. You are the most important. Focus. Number three, there are about seven. Number three is not enough. So I spoke about not enough uh, focus. Oh, focus. Ah, see our master now. Our master was on the cross experiencing his worst. And he said, unto thee I commit my spirit. That's focus. You didn't notice the way Jesus behaved on the cross. He behaved in such the quality of that soul is amazing. Because don't forget that sin had entered him. He had become sin for us. And that's why he could experience the process of death. Are you with me? But the quality of his soul was still righteousness. Are you getting my point now? See, see, he was not praying, no. He still had enough strength to say, Father, forgive them. For what? They know what they are doing. That's, that's thinking in God. He was still thinking in God at his worst state. That's prayerful. You get my point now? So you need to grow in your prayers because you, when you notice what you do when you're on the cross. Some of you are on the cross, you swear. Could any year, could any year, could you you are not prayerful. <laughs> so what, what comes out in pressure is, is the description of your prayer life. In pressure, what comes out? That's your prayer life. Forget the 12 hours. No, don't forget. I tell you not to forget it. Do the 12 hours because you can accumulate strength in those 12 hours. That's not enough focus, right? Number two, not enough prayers. Number three, not enough prayers. You need to find out which the amount of prayer that is enough. It means that it's okay to be praying on the matter and keep praying on the matter till you see results. Are you together with me? And the second time you are, not, you are praying, it's not because you doubt the first one. It's just that you are persistent until you see results. It's part of prayer. You understand that? Yes, if you tell God to give you money today, if the money has not come, but tell him to give you money tomorrow. With all confidence and joy. Father, I thank you because you are going to supply all my needs. If the need is not supplied that day, you should pray for about it tomorrow. Are you together with me? Yes, until the needs come, then you can play some. That's what Elijah did. Elijah needed the rain. You see, there's no time for... You don't understand. In this body of knowledge, there's no time for complaint and there's no time to not have faith again. You have to consistently be in faith and you must not complain. So you maintain the confession. Elijah prayed for rain. He told him to go. And then he went, he sat down on the ground and put his head on between his knees. And the only way prayer warriors interpret that scripture was I was doing like this. Uluwa, Uluwa. You know, we just said, 
Not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of the living God. Everything is possible, greater than we used to be. Eh? So listen, listen, listen. Before you get bigger, you still want to get bigger like this. He told, he told this guy to go and check. Eh? He says, go and check. First time the guy came back, he said, there's no. He didn't, say, he didn't leave there and say, we just trust God. Mm. He continued, go and check. And until the guy now said, I've seen. Eh? Like a face. Shall I tell you what happened? I know what happened. Shall I tell you? I know what happened. I, Pastor Zach knows what happened. He was praying till it got to a point where the guy's response agreed with conviction, conviction of spirit. Yeah. Pray until the gift of faith has hit you. That's how you pray. Don't stop when the gift, because faith is the substance. Don't forget I told you. Faith and the answer is the same thing. So when the faith has entered you, you have gotten it. So you continue till you get the faith. Because rain that did not rain for three and a half years. Are you telling me that it was natural for Elijah to not tell him, but yeah, go, rain will fall. When the guy came back and said, I saw a cloud like the fist of a man's hand. What was the connection with that and rain? Small cloud, that's what he saw. So that was a faithless, that does not give faith. It was just that when he saw that small cloud, the thing agreed with his spirit. Are you together with me? So many times, not enough prayer. We give up too quickly. If you know it's the will of God, stay at it. Number four, not enough faith. This one is simple. Just grow your faith. Prayer, um, listening to scripture. I don't want to stay long on that. So, eventually, this one is important. Eventually, as you walk with God, the plan is that your thinking will change. That's the plan. If your thinking is not changing, if your realms of possibility are not broadened, we can't say you're walking with God. Remember the scripture I always use. When they asked him, when he said that, be careful of the living of the Pharisees, they said that it's because we didn't buy bread. And he told them, how can you reason that we didn't buy bread? Don't you understand? Didn't you see that twice I multiplied bread? So it means that the two times he multiplied bread was not only a miracle. It was a miracle that was meant to change their, their state. That they should never have problem with trusting God for bread again. So God is not expecting you to struggle in the areas where he did a miracle yesterday. Because what you call a miracle is God's state. It's God's normal place. 
So when he does a miracle for you, he upgrades you to come there. So that that cannot be normal to you. So when there's no bread, you just carry the five loaves and bless it. And it will multiply. Do you understand? When, when there's no this, you just know the way. If he has done it before, that's his behavior. It's not fluke. You get the point. So there's meant to be a change of state when you're working with God. Are you getting my point? Now, that change of state makes power available. You know, the Bible talks about how Jesus Christ grew in wisdom, right? And in stature. What happened to him? Then he now began to have favor. With what? With God and with men. It means that anything he asks God, they give him. Anything he asks men, come. Anything he asks men, they give him. Come again. Are you together with me? So his spiritual growth began to turn to automatic answered prayers. So don't accept the theology that as you grow older, God will stop answering you. That when we're small, you know, we just say, God, bring light, they bring light. That now when you grow, when you ask God, God will not delay you. No, don't accept that theology. Do you understand? Because that's not the story of Jesus Christ on the face of the earth. As he matured, he had favor with God. Are you together with me? Because he understood, the issue of the will has been settled. Am I preaching here? You get the point now. So God is intending to change your state. So that you now begin to pray from a realm of, from another realm. You know, if police catch somebody, if there's somebody, if you call someone, that police has caught you or catch you, there's somebody that will, there's somebody that will come that instead of you to use two days in cell, you can use seven days. Because the person does not have the stature to communicate. You know, the police can be willing to release you and say, Be- because of which this guy, have you, have you ever been with police that you are telling your friend to keep quiet? <laughs> because the guy doesn't have stature. Yeah. He, they worry them. They say, hey, they will not be dealing with you. You're not telling your friend, let's calm down, let's calm down. Because it's scattered. But there are some other people that when they come, when they talk to the policeman, the policeman will say, so it's stature. So, so souls and the spirit realm responds to stature. Are you with me? So sometimes the reason why our prayers are not, are not flowing is because we're not maturing. So Jesus Christ had four, a guy who had died for four days and his first line is, Father, I know that you always hear me. You know that stature? Because if it's you, in fact, you just say, the Lord give you the Lord ticket. The Lord give you the Lord ticket. But listen, as you are growing, it will change you. I'm telling you, friends, as you are growing, it will change. You have more power available for you. Because of stature, your perspective shifts. And we, we, we recognize this stature. In the case of Lazarus, we recognize it from the day the guy died. When the guy died, Jesus Christ said, he's asleep. So he was not doing gymnastics. That's his doctrine. I'm not releasing him. One, two, we can see his stature from, from him not rushing to go and greet him. Yes. Your friend Lazarus is sick. That was the first information they gave him. He didn't respond to it. He allowed his spirit to lead him. He was sitting what he was doing because it was no time. Then I said, he's dead. He still did not respond. He said, he's asleep. Down the third day, he told his disciples, let's go and wake Lazarus. He did not look at him and say, ah. 
When Bados of him came out, he's sick. Hey, Lord. It's when he now died. He now said, let's go. He's asleep. They now had to get, are you, they now had to get him, they had to get him to confess that he's dead. Because what he said was, Lazarus is asleep. But I said, we sleep. He said, eh, I mean dead, but he's asleep. You get that? It means that you could not even get him to change his confession. You get the point now. So, your prayer life is seen in pressure and in your confession. I know, I know if you are prayerful by your confession. You can't be praying to and say, this is Nigeria. <laughs> Before we can survive this country, this, you can't be talking like that and say, you are, you are not spiritual. Yeah. Ah, ooh, when will somebody see us bad like this? Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. You can't be talking like that. And that's why I don't talk to a lot of people. I don't talk to a lot of people. Because our talk and their talk is strange. You can't go. I don't talk to a lot of people. I don't understand what they are saying. You don't understand? I, I can't even say some of my things. I don't tell everybody what's in my mind. Because they will think I'm not, I'm crazy. I can't tell a lot of people my plans. They will think I'm crazy. Sometimes when you see me smiling, I'm just pitying you because I'm not where you are at all. But I can't use that to trouble you. So I create an atmosphere that can still make you, you know, just be talking. I've gone. My flesh, every day I kill it so that it doesn't control control me. My flesh does not tell me what to do. I kill it. And I'm not, even, I'm not talking as per sin. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about life. I, I try my flesh not to tell me what's urgent. Because urgency is an attack. Urgency is an attack. You need the spirit of God to tell you what is urgent. You need to get urgency. You know what if something urgent? What if you go and die? You have to be careful around what is what you feel is urgent. Bible says, "He that believes does not make haste." Haste is urgency. Have you not noticed that everything you must do, na 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 na, you find that you didn't have to do na 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 na. Nigerians still went to risk their life to do nine. You see, they are afraid of COVID nineteen. Wait, see you. The guy is afraid of COVID-19 and at the same time he's afraid for MTN to block his line. That's a weak soul. This soul is weak. They said they will block the line next week. A spirit-filled person will now join crowd and you, are spirit, and you have the spirit of God. Didn't the Holy Ghost tell you what? You know, your spirit man did not, you mean your spirit man went to spread you in the sun? Your spirit man. We don't want me. We don't want me to spread myself in the sun. Even even sinners, even sinners did not believe. But even sinners, even sinners. I watched one clip. They were using one guy's song. They did NIN. They were not using one guy. They were telling the federal government, nigga, no, they So if they block your sim, you will not be great. If they block your... 
Probably see him blocking, blocking. You must deal with that thing called urgent. I'm telling you the truth. That thing called urgent. Many women are in marriages that they know from day one they should not be in. Because they were calculating their time, they did the maths, they did the YDX of their age, connected it to their fallopian tube, connected it to their womb. They can tell you when the eggs will stop producing. They have done the maths. And they think they must marry next year. Who told you that? The spirit of God has its own body of information. You can live by that. There is a body of information that is available to you. Available to you. Mature. You mature. Praise God. Let me rush. Give me 10 minutes. That's number five, Abby. Not enough what maturity. You are not in the state. You are not in that realm of maturity. So you don't know that he hears you. That's maturity. If you know that he hears you, it's a realm that God must bring you to. How many of you know you can't be poor? It's a realm. God, God will let you know you can't be poor. That's how poverty drops. That's how sicknesses drop. You just know, I, I, I can't be sick. You feel the symptom, but you just know I can't be sick. That's how cancer will drop. All those big grammar that the doctors say, it will drop. It will drop. You don't, it's a realm. Come there. I invite all of you to come there. This fifth one is very important. I'll be sixth, I'll be. Not enough humility. Let me use five minutes for this one. Sit down. Not enough humility. You know, I told you that. Yeah, this one, this one is very important. You know, I told you that you need to have a body of knowledge as, as per the will of God. It helps you pray right. But you see, sometimes that knowledge we have, we now turn it to, we, draw, we use that knowledge to draw God. And you now see God only in the light of your knowledge. So when you are praying to God, you expect God to answer you from only your knowledge. I've been there before. It's presumption. Where all you know you tell yourself that's all that God is. So you don't expect him to answer you outside it. What eventually happens is that what you are doing is call and response. So you pray to God, the God you draw will reply you. You have to be careful. It's doctrine. For some of you now, you are sure that nobody can do somebody. We will shame you. That somebody cannot jazz, wish cannot be doing on that person. And it's an assumption. Yeah. Because wish can do, wish they do, wish they yeah. do Christians. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Now, the doctrine is that we should not do. And if wish is doing you, we can undo it. <laughs> but that wish we not try is a lie. 
I've had many experiences with God. I don't want to talk about them because some of them are as regards people's personal stories that are here. And even if I won't mention your name, you'll still be feeling bad. Some are online, so I won't talk any story. But there are many investigations we have done that we find out about wish in people's father's house, people's mother's house, through visions and revelation. And when we dealt with that winch, we're able to set the person free. I'm the winch. You got a point now. Ben Hinn was going through a lot of financial challenges after a moment of praying and fasting. He had a vision and saw the principality over his church sitting on top of his money. He had to send it away. It's call and response. So you have to be humble to allow God to talk words in his mind. You know, when you are rushing somebody, the person will not say words in his mind. Some of you are rushing God with knowledge. You are rushing God with what? With knowledge. You are rushing him. You know when you are talking to somebody and you tell the person what you want the person to reply, the person will reply you. They told Mark, Micaiah, what was his name? There's no time I would have opened it for you in the book of First Kings chapter, is it 22 now? 22. They told him, they, they told him, they said, let me show you. I'm running off here. Are you blessed by this? Yes. Because I believe that you should have power. You know what I'm I don't, you can't be a Christian. You have, I, don't, I don't like you without power. You get my point now? Yes, you should have power in your tabernacle. You should run things that should be generated inside you. You should be able to have light inside if there's no light in Nigeria. If your family members don't have light, it doesn't mean you should not have light. Yes, sir. You should have light inside you. Are you with me? Yes, Friends, are you with me? Yes, you should have light inside you. You should not stumble in darkness. Yes. There is yet one man Makaya, the son of Imla, to whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. For he doth not prophesy good. So listen, you know the doctrine here? Prophesy good. That's the doctrine. If I, if I show you other verses, the issue was, they said like twice or thrice, he did not prophesy good. So it means that in that prophetic complaint, in relation to that king, there is a doctrine. It's called prophesy good. You know we still do it now. Yeah. You say every prophecy is a confirmation of what God has told you. Congrats. <laughs> if you are not hearing what God is telling you, some prophecy is not confirmation of what God has told you. Some prophecy is not confirmation of what God has told you because you cannot hear what God has told you. You are not hearing what God has told you. You don't know what God is saying. You are not that great that any prophecy is the confirmation of what God has told you. What God is also that. The only difference is that you will, you will have conviction. It will, it, will, it will convict you. Your spirit will be a witness. Yes. But not that every prophecy is a confirmation. The people have told me things. It's not a confirmation of what God has. God told me later. Yes. So you have to be careful of the body of knowledge that you have. 
And don't turn that knowledge to God is bigger than what you know. Kennedy was having an experience with God and he, he said he was so lost in scripture that God showed him some things that, were, that contradicted his theology. He had to be telling Jesus, please show me, show me scripture. And they showed him. You understand? That you don't know it does not mean it's not in scripture. You don't know everything that's in scripture. You get my point now? So I taught you to use the doctrines of Christ to help your prayers, but don't turn it to, don't draw a perfect God from that doctrine because there are more you don't know that should be added to that doctrine. You get the point now? For example, we can't buy, how many of you know we can't buy miracles? Is that not a truth? But another time, you can have a problem and God will tell you, go and sow his seed. And you have not bought miracle. You have just moved in faith. You've obeyed God. And you are not the one that will tell him the, the, the instruction. You get the point now? There was a time we, told, we had a prayer meeting and I said we should drink water to destroy some things in the stomach. Somebody who had about two or three fibroids, the fibroid left. Yeah. They went back to check and the fibroid was not there. Yes, Are you together with me? Yeah. That's the instruction. Yeah. If you like, after that, they go and put water and do some in it. It will not work. <laughs> but because you have condemned those that have put, put that um, some inside water, they didn't now tell you to go and drink water. You say you cannot do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you get my point now. You need to go and hear again because what you have heard today is not sure. Until you hear it again before you can be sure of practice. So that's that's teaching for today. Let's stand up, let's do the grace.